welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast. I am your host, Cody McBroom, the CEO of Tailored Coaching Method, a world-renowned online coaching company. This podcast is built to help you create a life by design. That's what the Tailored Life is. It's choosing to blaze your own path, make your own decisions, and create a life you desire. So in this podcast, you're going to learn ways to optimize your body, optimize your mind, optimize your relationships and optimize your business and career this is the podcast for personal development junkies and people who can't stop growing because they strive for more we are also going to bring on experts in every single field to teach you their own expertise so you're not only learning from me four days a week but I'm bringing other professionals in to teach you their principles too so if you love personal development and you constantly want to strive for more in life this is the podcast for you. Make sure you hit subscribe, send this to a friend that needs it, and keep listening to improve your life all around. And without any further ado, let's get into the Tailored Life Podcast. Here we go again. Uh, got another Q&A. Got a lot of uh, announcements to make today. Got a, a new thing. app. New app is here. Dude. Did I... Uh, I added CJ in it yesterday. Yeah. Because as we're recording this, it's actually not live. So you guys are listening to this after the fact, obviously. But um, I added CJ in there because I wasn't going to be present while he was lifting. So yeah. I was like, here, get in there. And he hit me up afterwards. He was like, this is going to change the industry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is so funny. He, Which He was talking to me about it, too. He, he's hilarious because he's, he's has zero social media. Has like So he doesn't really... I mean, one day he told me that I should be sponsored by Nike, and I just laughed at him. I was like, bro, you have no idea. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that that's so far from a possibility. Um, well, I don't know about that, but... I mean, like, yeah, whatever, but... Uh, well, that one potential sponsor, I'm not going to say any names. Yeah. I was pretty shocked by that yeah. one, because they, they sponsor some big big names, the big podcasts. newer one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was so hyped to get in and use it yesterday, because yesterday was the first day I actually used the app, and it was like... Dude, just such a game changer. Like, it's just so, I don't want to make it sound like the last part, like the membership sucked, but like I'm using this app and I'm like, oh my God, this is so much cleaner, smoother. It's it's our app. So yeah. it's just better all around. But um, we've been running the Taylor Trainer for two-ish years. That's a long time for me to gather like data. enough data about what people love and what people don't what questions people ask the amount of questions that people will not have to ask anymore yeah. because we built a system around it so it's just done for you and the answer's there insane yeah you know what i mean so um, or at least or at least less likely less likely 100 yeah. percent. And, and one of the biggest ones in the group is like i don't have a leg extension what should i do instead of that i don't have a leg press what should i do instead of that um i don't have cables what yeah. should i do instead of that um, I'm working out at my home gym, right? And I don't have a, a rack, so I can't back squat. What should I do for that? And now there's, you can plug in substitutions. So like yesterday, for example, I was running a program. We don't have a T-bar mach row machine here where you like stand on it, put your chest on a pad, and then you like unrack it. And row. I really want one. They're sick. But um, so I like clicked substitution and it, my whole program every week just goes and it just switched to a landmine, landmine T-bar row. So now, like, I never have to go every single week, like, okay, I'm not supposed to do that because I don't have that machine. What was I doing again last week? Or what did I ask Cody three weeks ago on how to switch it? You know what I mean? It's totally. Once you do it once, which you don't even have to ask me. I already plugged it in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be the time where somebody's like, I have the equipment, but I can't do that movement because I have this tweak. Perfect. 
that's what the group's for. Yeah. That's what we talk for. But um, for the most part, for basic ones, it's all done for you. Yeah. Um, being able to track your weights, so much easier than True Coach. And no, nothing against True Coach. Love True Coach. True Coach is dope. But one of the issues we ran into is all you can really do is comment on each exercise. Yeah. Which is a weird feature for a training program to have. I understand, like, you can comment and the coach can comment back if you want, they want to give you feedback. But if I do a barbell RDL for eight reps at an RPE of eight, and I comment that I did 205 pounds next week or in two months, because that exercise hit, that comment history is saved, yep. right? So you're like, oh yeah, I can just code back and see what I did last time. But now I'm doing three sets of six with a five second negative, And I'm stronger because it's three months later. Well, I did this for eight without a negative. What would it be for the, it, there's no translation. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just like a weird comment that's in the background. Or um, if you add any type of variation, it completely really changes the progressive overload. But this one saves everything way more specifically. Um, and I added even like percentage metrics. So like blank percentage of your one rep max and stuff like that, like on certain lifts. Um, but dude, it's just so sick. Yeah. It's so dope. Super clean. Like it. It was also cool too. Cause Love like I, I basically, what I did too is over the last two years I've noticed, I mean, if you go into our true coach count, there's like at least 30 programs. We've built a lot of programs in there and I can see how many people are in each program and I can see how many people have done what programs. So yeah. I know like, okay, realistically these eight, are the ones that people love yeah. and always do. Yep. So I took those eight and I moved them over to the new system, but I have to recreate everything. And as you know, like we talk about this shit all the time, training and nutrition changes and evolves, evolves so much. For sure. So there's so many things that I'm like, oh, that's cool, but I would do this now, or yeah. I would tweak this, or I've gotten enough feedback when people do that program totally. that I remember them having issue with this one or whatever it may be. And so I'm able to basically revamp every program. So, um, by tomorrow, I'm almost done with the last program as we're recording this, mm -hmm. and it launches next Monday as we're recording this. So um, for you listener, today is the Friday, the probably 20th or 21st or something like that. Yeah. Maybe the 19th. I don't know. But it's Friday. This is the last day because we opened it up to um, – actually, we'll keep it open for the weekend just in case you're listening to this on Saturday or Sunday. But basically, we launched on Monday the 15th, and we'll keep it open until Sunday – um, you get a seven day free trial. So if you sign up right now, there's a link in the description of this, um, or you can head over to taylortrainer.net. Yep. Cause we have that now. Yep. Um, and, uh, when you sign up, it's going to automatically give you a, a seven day free trial. So you can try it out for seven days. Make sure it's as dope as we say it is. Cause it is, and I'm confident that you'll like it. So there's only a one week period where you can get the seven day free trial. Yep. Oh, that's kind of like our promo right oh, now. Okay. Um, because I mean, full transparency there's no way we can discount this anymore. Yeah. We're basically making it as cheap as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, which to cover uh, the cost, to cover the cost. Basically it's $27 a month, which yeah. is less than a dollar a day. And I, and I like, I was thinking about this, dude, I was in a membership site when I was 19. I mean like way back. And I can remember the exact membership site I was in. Cause I was in multiple, but I remember the one I was in and I'm being like, someday I'm going to create this. Yeah. And it was nineteen ninety nine a month, I think, and uh, that it was it was Jason Fruge's Renegade Inner Circle. I want to say it was nineteen ninety nine a month, but it was it was really cheap. Yeah, but back then they didn't have any software. It was basically like a forum, and then like printed out a PDF. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. There's no progressions. There's no guidance. There's no nothing. Which nothing against him or what they did. It's just they didn't have that. Back That's then. what was available. That was, 
10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, the internet had only been around for 10 years at that point. Just fucking crazy. The internet's I, been around for like, 30. well, probably 25 years now. I was going to say at least 30. No, it 95, was. 95. No. I think. The internet was. 80s? Was it? No, 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 no. Probably like, yeah. 91, 92, 93. Even, like even it's like 1990. Yeah. 30 years. That's nuts. That's it's crazy. not that long ago. It's not. Um, so, uh, but I remember going through that and it, and it really, it changed a lot for me because it was affordable. I was working at Rite Aid at the time. It's like, I, I can afford this. I can get good training. I'm learning from people in the forum. Just, I would just go in the forum and just look at people like meatheads around the world's like their conversation and yeah. just learn from them. And I was like, man, someday I'm going to, I'm going to make something like that. And so we did, but now being able to make it even more affordable and just better access, like everything inside is so much, so much better. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked about it. So, um, putting the final touches on it probably tonight, honestly, but we have a six day program that is a push pull leg split. Um, this is the program I personally used when I put on like 16 pounds last year of muscle. Um, there's some fat in there too, but which program, uh, it's called high volume hypertrophy. So if you're an advanced lifter and you really want to break through muscle growth plateaus, or you're just stuck at a certain point, this is the perfect program because it is a lot of volume. That's why I say it's for an advanced individual. But if anybody ever comes to me and they're like, I need to build as much muscle as possible, or I want to like build as much muscle as possible while not having to eat a shit ton of food and get fat, this is the program without a doubt. There is a power building program. This is the one I'm doing. So you can literally do it with me. And there's a male and a female version. And that's a four day a week plan, upper lower split, bit of a combo of, of a little bit of strength and then hypertrophy as well. So it's like powerlifting and bodybuilding together. And it's literally called power building. Uh, there is a two strength and conditioning programs. Those are going to be, um, there's a male and a female four days a week, much more strength focused strength and conditioning. It's just classic, like athlete programming, upper, lower split. There's a male and female version. Those are called strength and conditioning. There is a, um, called full body blast. It's a three day full body program. That one actually is pretty brutal, even though it's just three days, but if you only have three days to get in the gym, it's perfect. There's an at home called home base. Just trying to name them cool things. Uh, this one's five days a week. All you need is bands and body weight, so you can do it at home. There's the garage grinder, which is a four-day upper-lower split um, for garage gyms. Minimal equipment. Minimal equipment. Um, all you need is a barbell and some dumbbells. Um, I th- there's more programming in there, too, and I'm trying to think of what it is. Um, there's a lot of programs. I don't think you there. need to think of all of them. There's a conditioning program. There's a one and a two day plan. So you can add the conditioning in. So it's, it's really dope. And the coolest thing about this too, is once you get the app, um, you can literally log in and you can view all the plans. So you, once you're in the, our group, you're in our group and this is cool. There's a leaderboard. Mm. So I, I don't know exactly how this is going to pan out, but I'm excited about this because if there's a bunch of people, especially when we get a lot of people in there, yeah. if there's a bunch of people putting in their p- progressions and they want to be a part of the leaderboard, we can say like, Let's have a deadlift challenge. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can put it in the app and people can. That'd be sick. So dope. And yeah. now we have this leaderboard of like where people's scores are. I'm trying to figure out if there's a way to like differentiate it by weight class. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? That way it's not like. I'm sure we can. A 200 pounder going up against 150 pounder. Yeah. You know, make it relative to weight. But um, there's that. There's a community uh, chat. There's just so much cool stuff in there, dude. Like I'm stoked about that. That's uh, dope. But yeah, it's it's. Fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday's session was brutal too. I was pumped about that. Um, but like I said, last day for the, the free trial, seven day free trial. Um, you can sign up at taylortrainer.net. It'll be this Sunday. That'll be this Sunday. It'll be over. So make sure you jump on that. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions, obviously hit me up. Cody at taylorcoachingmethod.com. 
Dope. Yep. I'm excited, man. It's going to be huge. Yeah, I'm pumped. I think that's the only announcement, though. Okay. That is the only announcement. Um, I thought you had one more, but... I can't remember. That's all good. I feel like I did, too, but if it pops up, it pops up. Did the Legion giveaway. Shout out to Natasha. Your uh, supplements are at your house by now. Um, that was cool. Yeah. Did a Legion giveaway. I was, like, texting her back and forth. What are your goals? What are you taking? How are you training? Like, how long you... like? And it was just like, all right, here's, here's what you need to take. Like, not that supplements are, like going to create success but yeah, like yeah, they definitely yeah. supplement it and add to it um but that was dope we're going to do a giveaway every monday or sorry, every monday that'd be a lot of money first, first monday first monday of every month uh so make sure you're paying attention to my instagram the first monday of every single month last time it up. was legion next time will be something different um and it's not always going to be people i'm affiliated with or partners with where yep. i get deals on it's going to yep. be just different things that i think are valuable really valuable yep. which really i didn't even get any help on the Legion one. I just did that because I was like, this is dope because yeah. I didn't want to sacrifice my monthly box <laughs> <laughs> supplements for it. What a, yeah, let's uh, keep the other ideas private. Private for yeah. right now. Yeah, we'll launch keep, them when we can. Keep a lookout. Yep. All right, cool, man. Well, uh, we got a Q&A today. Let's start it off. Uh, we got good question here coming. First one comes from T underscore healer. says, Cody, curious what your take on a gradual cut phase versus cutting straight to, to your bottom line macros is. I've always, uh, I almost always gradually, gradually cut down and gradually reversed, which I've been really successful with your take. Your take in your content has been to be in the reverse maintenance phase two times as long as you are in the cut. It takes me about three months to get to my final cut and I stay there for about two or three months or until I'm ready to gradually go back to maintenance. With your take, I've been in maintenance much longer, which I don't want to be based on when I look when I like my body cut. What are your thoughts? Um, I do believe that you should be at uh, maintenance two times as long as your deficit, but it ultimately depends on it depends how long the deficit was. Because even for myself, for example, so I spent a year bulking, definitely twice as long as I spent cutting last time. But this recent cut, which I'm taking a pause on, was five or six months. I'll probably take two to three months off. Um, I'm not trying to gain weight right now. I'm just going to maintain, you know, bring my calories up a little bit, maintain this weight that I'm at right now, which is about 175, drop down from 184. My weight fluctuates, so almost 10 pounds lost. After about three months, I'll pick it back up, right, and probably go for another five or six months. But that's half the time that I spend the deficit. So there is times where it makes sense that, or that you don't need to stay in a maintenance for yeah. twice as long. But if you look at the big picture, five to six months of a cut, two to three months of maintenance, five to six more months of a cut, then I'm going to stay out of a cut for another year, which is twice as long, yeah. right? Um, so there's, there's, it, it kind of depends on, and that's a really slow gradual cut. Uh, if you do an aggressive cut or you get extremely lean, that's where I think you need to ha- stay at about two times as long at maintenance. And that's where it's like, Either A, you're dropping weight super quick and you're, again, aggressively getting after it, or um, you just get so fucking lean. Like, you get stage lean. If you're a bodybuilding competitor, you get on stage that lean, yeah, you need to spend at least twice as long in your offseason, right? Um, but I think it, it's it's kind of funny what she said here because if you – she said that she cuts – for about three months to get to where she likes to be. Then she maintains that for two, about two to three months. Um, and I chopped the question up a little bit, so I don't know if she we left this part in, but when she's at maintenance, she, she wasn't gaining any weight. 
Mm. She she maintained what she cut down to, but she wants to cut again. So that's where it, it gets kind of confusing because she could just be holding a little water. She said that she hasn't gained any weight, but she sees like fat accumulation. Could be in your mind. If you didn't gain any weight, it's it's likely you literally didn't gain any body fat. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I think uh, if if I'm just basing this question off of do I like aggressive or slow cuts better? Usually slow cuts. I think most research shows that slow cuts are less harmful to your metabolism, less harmful to your metabolism um, and your hormones and your muscle tissue and your performance in the gym, your neurological system, psychology. Like it's like a a diet is a grinding process. So if you go slow and gradual, let's say you cut for six months or eight months, whatever it may be. 75% 75% of that cut's going to be pretty easy. You're not going to see drops in performance. You're not going to be have brain fog. You're not going to be irritable or have crazy cravings that last like 10 to 20%. You're probably going to be hungry. Your performance might suck a little bit. You might be a little irritable because you're hungry. But that's not that. That's such a small chunk of the whole diet. If you do an aggressive approach, it's like the, almost the whole diet is that way, right? Because even though you might not have lost as much weight. You haven't been going as long. You're making a big chop to your calories, which is a huge change from what you are used to. And it's a huge change to your, what your body's used to. So I'm more in favor of longer cuts because I think it's just, it's easier on your body. It's easier on your mind. And I think you're less likely to gain that weight back when you do it that way. It's just easier to sustain that, that progress long-term. Um, and this is completely theory. I don't think there's any good research on this, but there's like this idea of your body fat set point or your body weight settling point. And this is where your weight, it's like a thermostat, right? So if I, like for me, actually 175 where I'm at right now is, is a good weight for me. If I set my thermostat in the house to 175, right? It gets hotter, it comes back down to 175. Yeah. It gets colder at night, it brings it back up. It turns the heat on or the AC on to balance it out. Your weight's kind of the same way. Your metabolism regulates it the same way. You can gain a little bit of weight, but if all things are equal and all things are normal and you're, you're kind of living your day-to-day life like you normally do, your weight's probably going to come right back down to that weight. If you cut a little bit, you're probably going to come back up to that weight, especially if you do it quick, yeah. right? But if I slowly, gradually cut, I can kind of dial that thermostat down a little bit slowly um, because your body's always trying to find homeostasis. If I'm normally at 175, that's homeostasis. And then I push it to get to 165, I'm taking it out of homeostasis. If I do that very quickly, it's going to be hard for me to maintain that. If I do it slowly, my body's kind of adapting to it, right? So it's easier. So I might get to 165 way slower, and I might come back up to 168 afterwards after the reverse or whatever, but it's going to be easier for me to maintain that versus going super quick and then trying to reverse. It's going to be tough. People listen to this who have reverse diet. You know how hard it is to control your eating when you're going through a reverse diet after you've done an aggressive cut. It's just hard. It's why... Bodybuilders and bikini athletes are notorious for binge eating after shows. Yeah. I did it. Like yeah. it's just it's hard because you've been restricting yourself so it's severely. Hard not to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or to be disciplined. So so most of the time I would choose a slow and steady approach. There are times where which is ironic. This is what I'm about to say is kind of ironic. And uh, most people wouldn't assume this because usually you would think everything I just said, based on everything I just said, usually somebody who has any hormonal or metabolic issue or dysfunction would be the last person I go aggressive with because it's harder on the body. However, there's many times where those are the exact people I do get more aggressive with because whatever metabolic dysfunction they have is making it harder to lose weight. For sure. So I have to go 
pretty low with calories. Now, here's this situation. This is a rare situation. It might be hers. It might not be. If I go slow with this person and I'm just chopping calories down, I know because of her thyroid dysfunction, metabolic dysfunction, whatever it is, realistically, I got to get her calories down pretty damn low in order for her to actually lose weight. And if I try to just inch it down, I'm just spending a long time until I get to that point where that's low enough to get her to lose weight, right? Which is just a long time of frustration because we start at 2,000 calories. Then we go 1,900, nothing happens, 1,800, nothing happens, 1,700, nothing happens. 1400 finally something happens but let's say it took me six weeks to get there because i dropped 100 calories a week yeah fuck that's annoying yeah like you're just eating less and not seeing any progress rather if i know this person has that issue i'm gonna go week one from 2000 to 1400 make that big jump it's gonna be hard but we're gonna spend a week maybe two weeks there and then i'm gonna bring you back up to 2000 for a week or two then we bring you back down then i'm gonna bring you back up and it's a cyclical fashion kind of like um, the Matador study, which is where they did this intermittent dieting, going back and forth between maintenance and a deficit. Um, and you have to be more aggressive for that to work because you're spending time at maintenance. But for some people, that's the only way it's going to work. They have this highly adaptive metabolism and a really low threshold or set point of their calories that we have to break through to get them to lose weight. Um, I can think of somebody I have on my roster right now who's super skeptical, skeptical of this, and we're, but we went into a two-week-on, two-week-off diet, and nothing has worked for her in the past, um, and it's working fantastic. We're six or seven weeks in, and she's dropping weight, and when we go back to maintenance, she's not gaining weight. It's just it's perfect, right? For some people, they're like, let's just stay in the deficit because the deficit's working, but the problem is, is like, we can, but I guarantee in four or five weeks, that deficit's going to get to you and you're going to, you're going to binge, you're going to fall off the diet. It's going to be really hard to stick to it. We're just going to keep kind of pulsing mm. in the diet. Um, Would you ever go from like, for instance, for that 2000 uh, calories to 1400, would you ever go from 2000 to 14? Like you were just saying, they want, they don't want to go, they want to stay in that deficit. They don't want to go back up. But would you go from 2014 and then 2014 and then maybe to 19 or 18 and then 14 and then only if that 14 drops too. Okay. So there is times like um, I actually have a client, another client <laughs> right yeah. now that I just literally just made this adjustment yesterday where with her, we're doing two weeks on, one week off. The, the previous client is two weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah. She has a higher stress level from a hormonal standpoint. So that's why I'm doing two weeks on, two weeks off because I Makes want sense. more time off. This client doesn't have that high stress, but I want to make sure because we made a lot of progress with a reverse diet and a lean gaining phase over the last year that she's been keeping weight maintained and bringing calories up higher than they've ever been. Totally. I don't want to lose that progress. So we're still taking that week off every third week. Um, but we just had to drop her. Um, the, the literal adjustment was 25 grams carbs reduced on her deficit weeks. But because I reduced it on those weeks, I reduced it on the refeed weeks. Gotcha. So I brought her refeeds down or her diet break weeks down by 25 grams carbs as well, which is about hundred calories. So, um, Yes, but not unless, and I guess the, I shouldn't say not unless because there's always this different situation. There might be a situation where we overshoot the diet break. So, for example, I put somebody in a deficit and it's a hundred. It's like 150 protein, 150 carbs, or let's just say calories, 1,500 calories, and then I make it 2,000 calories on their diet break. And they go back to the diet break and their sh- weight shoots up more than I would expect. A couple pounds, that's fine. It's water retention, carb increase. But let's say they gain four or five pounds and then it takes – all week in the deficit to finally bring it back down to where they were. There's no way I'm going back up to 2000. In that case, I would go 1800, 1900. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but most of the time I wait till I have to adjust the deficit to adjust that too. Because when we're going through a diet and metabolic adaptation is occurring, 
people forget that the diet break that has the same metabolic adaptation occurring. Like you, it's still the same body that you're feeding. So if my body adapts to this deficit and I need to drop those calories, well, it's adapted to a lower calorie set point, which means that the diet break I had previously is probably too high now. Yeah. I got to drop that down too. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, an aggressive approach works well for some people if they need an aggressive approach to see any progress, but I always recommend taking diet breaks along the way just to manage stress and recovery. Otherwise, I think a slow, steady approach is almost always better. Totally. So. Cool. Wow. Um, all right. So the next question comes from K Clay Four. Thoughts on Frazier's retirement and his explanation? Matt Frazier. Oh. Um, I thought they meant some Frasier, Frasier. Like, oh, like the show? Yeah. I've never, I've actually never watched Frasier. Isn't Frasier Seinfeld? No, that's Kramer. Kramer. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Frasier was an actual show. Yeah. Yeah. I never watched that show. Okay. Um, Matt Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody sent me a video <laughs> of uh, George Costanza and it's like uh, the real Slim Shady song. Mm. And the real Slim Shady. And it's like a bunch of clips from Seinfeld of... Uh, George standing up and like posing or like talking to people. It is so funny. I was cracking up. She's like, I'm probably your only uh, fellow Seinfeld fan that watches the show. So I had to send you this. And I was like, I fucking hope not. Yeah. I hope there's more than just you. Yeah. Um, but I was shocked by Matt Frazier's. I mean, after I sat back and thought about it, I wasn't shocked. I'm not a huge, I'm not a CrossFitter. Yeah. But I really enjoy following CrossFit because it just amazes me what they do. And as an athlete, I really, really like Matt Frazier. I'm just inspired by him. Um, I think his life is unrealistic, but that's what inspires me, which is weird. Like, his day-to-day life is so revolved around CrossFit. Like, I mean, everything he does, he trains three times a day. His wife only cooks for him. Like, that's all, her whole thing is cooking for him all day, basically. He eats so damn much. Luckily, she's, like, I mean, based on her Instagram, obviously, I don't fucking know her, but... She loves to cook. Yeah. She has an Instagram called Feeding the Frasers. Oh, my God. And she just posts all the meals she cooks him. Whoa. Like half a million followers. It's, <laughs> it's a dope Instagram page. Um, but everything he does revolves around winning and being the best at sport. But uh, so I was kind of bummed out because he's just such a dominant athlete. You know, it's, it's, it's like Michael Jordan retiring. You know, the best basketball player. Well, some people will say LeBron is or yeah. whatever. I have no opinion whether I yeah. don't know enough to say who's better. But Matt Frazier's good. But he's good. Like, it'd be like LeBron retiring. People would respect it and understand, but they'd be like, fuck, that sucks. Yeah. I love watching LeBron. Yeah. He's the best. Like, Matt Frazier is without a doubt the best. He, he just, like, part of me actually gets excited that he's leaving because of that, because now it'll open up the playing field a little bit. Because, like, and you don't watch it much, but, dude, he literally just destroys everybody. Like, yeah. it's stupid. The last <laughs> one was just ridiculous. Almost, like, makes it not fun to watch. Yeah. Um, oh, there's Matt. But, exactly, yeah. <laughs> there goes Matt again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but I, I, I also... It's impressive. I, I, I listen to a lot of his interviews because I'm just like, I want to know how your brain fucking works because if I can take 1% of your self-discipline and your work ethic and your focus and your dedication, I'm going to crush everything I do because yeah. the dude is just an animal. Yeah. Granted, I have to take that 1% and apply it to... 10 things yeah. he applies it to one thing and he needs a beast at it yeah but uh but i heard him talking on an interview one time and he said something along the lines of like uh his wife or girlfriend or whatever she is sammy he said something to her like way back basically asking her 
to quit her job and, and live with him. And he was like struggling at the time, but he was like, I'm going to be the best. And when I'm the best, I'm going to like, we're, I'm going to like take us to the top. It's going to be crazy. And after X amount of time doing it, I'm going to stop doing it. And I'm like all yours. And like, that's not word for word what you said, yeah. but it kind of gave that feel. So now I kind of respect, cause I'm like, it's that time. He won five in a row. He's crushing it. He's sponsored by Nike. He's got um, not Reebok, not Reebok, <laughs> Nike. Yeah. Um, which is way better. How did he handle that? What? The whole Reebok situation. What do you mean? Or someone like dropped uh, CrossFit or they lost their sponsors or uh, something happened? CrossFit lost a whole bunch of sponsors yeah. from some shit they did. Yeah. Um, like this, I don't in know if Reebok dropped them or not because it's called the Reebok CrossFit Games. Yeah. I don't know. So I have no idea. But they may have. The CEO dropped, stepped down. Yeah. he was the one that was being a loud mouth and staying some stupid shit. Yeah. Really offensive shit and stepped down and then somebody else took over. Oh, okay. Um, honestly, don't really pay attention to CrossFit like that. I just pay yeah. attention to some I just remember a lot athletes. of uh, CrossFit gyms uh, in, like locally and oh, yeah. stuff like shut down because they were, uh, they want to be a part of it. Yep. They, so they, a lot of people ended their affiliation with them. Yeah. And exactly. just opened up their own gym that's okay. called something completely different. Uh, um, so a lot of people did that. But, but yeah, I think he 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 won five. He's he's the best, and now he's just. I mean, he's smart, dude. Like, he's got some of the biggest sponsors. He's obviously making a ton of money from them. He's the most well-known CrossFit athlete, so none of those sponsors are going anywhere. Yeah. He just partnered with Hybrid Performance, which I was like, that's pretty dope. He he they they're starting like a some kind of. I mean, basically, you can like buy Matt Frazier's program and start training like Matt Frazier, which. Like, and this is not talking shit on it because it's probably a great program. It's probably super cool. And especially if you're a CrossFitter, because it's CrossFit specific programming. For sure. It's not what Matt did. Yeah. Like, there's just, like, that's one of the things he's been talking about, which is very smart. And this part I respect about his whole uh, business philosophy going into this whole life situation or change. Marketing. He said, he's like, I've never once released any of my training, which is 100% true. He's never released his actual training, what he does. And now I'm going to be releasing it in this platform and, and it's like well done man well played <laughs> i hope people know that even if he is the one making it which if hybrid performance is partnering with him it tells me that he's probably not however hybrid performance like they're really good at what they do yeah. i have steffi cohen coming on the show soon um they crush it she's super fucking smart uh and so is her husband hayden that owns the company with her but oh she's part of uh hybrid performance she owns hybrid performance oh no shit yeah hybrid performance method um and her and her husband Hayden and they own a gym and then do a bunch of online stuff and they partnered with Matt. So part of me is like, they're probably making most of the programming. Matt's an athlete. They're, they're coaches. Yeah. Um, he definitely has an influence on it, but there's just no way that you're doing what he's doing because nobody has time to do what he did. That's what I was thinking. It's way too intense. Three times a day. Yeah. Every day. Maybe one day he's taking off. You think it's a, like a, not a fraction, but like parts of what he was doing. It's probably a lot of like similar aspects and a lot of similar training. It's just, there's no way you're going to be able to do the complete thing unless you're like, I'm going to like, maybe you won the lotto and you're like, Oh, I don't have to work for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm going to do what Matt Frazier did and train three <laughs> times a day. And I'm going to find a woman to just cook me every, like, yeah. no, he has a, uh, like a sauna in his backyard. He, he does like, it's just crazy. Dope. Actually, I highly encourage people to listen to Is he the, out of Dallas. What's that? Where Where's the CrossFit Games? Is it a different place every time? It's a different place every time. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think he lives in, he used to live in Tennessee or something. Or no, Virginia? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but he was on a podcast called Black Canvas by Iconic. That's who made that uh, Remember Why We Started. Yeah. 
uh, picture. That's what they do. But they have like a Matt Frazier series of those mm. um, pictures, which are really dope. I just ordered a couple. Uh, and they have a podcast called Black Canvas, and they interviewed him. He was talking about his day, and it's just fucking nuts what he does day to day. Um, but to answer the question, um, I like I was part of me was disappointed because I love watching him. Part of me was excited because it's going to open up the playing field and let us see some new winners in the sport. Um, I like the athlete, Matt Frazier, more than I care for the sport anyway. So I'll continue to follow him just because mm-hmm. I think his mindset and his work ethic, all that stuff is inspirational. Just super, yeah, super inspirational, super motivating. Um, and I think ultimately it's smart, man. Like he, he spent five years there. He's, I think he would win again if he did it, if he went to the games next year. But why, like you got five in a row. Nobody's ever gotten five. And nobody may may not get five. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. But why lose? Like, what if yeah. he went and lost? You know, for all I don't follow the sport enough to know, but maybe he's watching somebody's like, you might beat me. Yeah. I'm gonna leave on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. That's smart too. It's smart. Yeah. Retire on a good note, and uh, and he has so many business opportunities that he didn't have the time to do because he was such an athlete. So now he's like, you know what? Like, I'm going to be here for my wife. I'm going to start a family. I'm going to, like, use my platform and the athlete that I've become as a, as a marketing tool to sell clothing, to sell supplements, to sell these programming. I'm going to collaborate with people. Like, yeah. um, as, a, as a business owner, yeah. as a man, I'm like, I respect the shit out of it. For so sure. I, think it was, I think his explanation is great, Yeah, honestly. Cool. Hey, do you want quick, easy, and fast fat loss? so fast that it'll happen in 30 days and maybe all you have to do is take a pill? Well, you're shit out of luck because it's not gonna happen. It takes hard work and patience, which is one of the reasons why I love Legion Supplements. They are open and honest about their marketing and on the front page they tell you that supplements don't overrule training and nutrition, but they do supplement a good diet and a good training program. So if your training's dialed in, your nutrition is on point, and you wanna get that upper edge and take things to the next level to get the best results possible for your body and performance, Check out Legion and save 20% today by heading to buylegion.com slash boom boom. Now, let's get back to the episode. That's a great question. Uh, Maria Bearson is the next question. New Taylor Trainer Gal here. Love your programming. What's your vision for business in two plus years? She just shared something on her story today. Maybe it was last night. I shared it today. Uh, saying that it's like the best programming she's ever used. Dope. And when you go to her profile, she's a coach. So I was like, that's sick. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, business vision for two years. Hit us with it, dude. Um, it's kind of, I mean, like, I think the, the, and this, and this is not like me being, uh, is braggatocious a word? What? There's no. the, uh, arrogant? No. <laughs> that's braggatocious? Not, I think braggatocious is a word. And my vocab's not. This is not me. (laughs) You're like, I don't know much, but I know that's not it. (laughs) Braggatocious. Well, you can make up words as a podcaster because there's nobody here to correct me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is not me trying to come off as somebody who brags, is what I'm saying. Um, But when when you run a good business, and I like to believe that this is a good business, um, there's multiple parts of each business that have potential to grow and become more. Is that a word? Braggadocious? Braggadocious. That's what I was thinking. That's when you are boastful or arrogant. Yep. And okay. I wasn't meaning to be. That, this wasn't me being braggadocious. Gotcha. Close. Yep. Um, but when you have a business that has multiple 
avenues or multiple things in the work and stuff like that, it's so hard to say this is my vision because I have many visions. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that I think there's there, there's definitely value in saying like the the one thing. Like there's actually it's on the bookshelf. The one thing. Like love that book, and it's like you have one thing. You narrow your focus, and you just do that one thing. And, and once upon a time, I did just have one thing. It was coaching. Yep. And it's like, let's be the best coaches in the coaching industry, period. I don't want to think about anything else. But at a certain point, you you can start playing with the ideas of other things. Doesn't mean I've, I've accomplished that mission because I don't think I'll ever accomplish it fully. Or have stopped trying. Exactly. I don't think, like there's this idea of mastery. Have you, have you seen that book, Mastery? It's like, I think it's by Robert Greene, but it talks about the 10,000 hour rule. And it's oh, like, yep. you got to have 10,000 hours to become a master of anything. I have like 20,000 hours of, of coaching and training and nutrition and all that shit. And there's no way I'm a master. I don't think you actually get to be a master. Um, but point being is like, I kind of see these different things now. Like one big vision is, is with the tailored trainer. Like I, I've really been studying the landscape and I'm like, okay, who has apps that deliver training programs like the tailored trainer does? What do those apps look like? How much do those apps cost? What do they deliver? How are they providing this content? What kind of content they're providing? Like how in-depth do the training programs go? I've even gone to the, I've signed up for probably like six or seven memberships in the last year just to see, like I don't do any of their training programs. I just want to get them delivered to me so I can just see how they're doing for it. For sure. And that's spending money to learn, right? Yeah. And, and investing in, in my own data. Um, so one big vision is being the best training app there is you know for an affordable price and and like i I honestly i do believe i think it's one of those things where like i do believe we're based on the ones i know of i absolutely 100 percent think we're in the top five without a doubt uh, especially with this new app however i think there's better apps for specific individuals for example if you are a power lifter and Olympic lifter and you're competing to get your super total, which is like a super total is a competition where you do bench squat, deadlift, uh, snatch, clean and jerk. Like a lot of lifts going on here, right? That's Olympic game powered together. Yep. Yeah. Our app is not the best for that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Juggernauts is. Yeah. Now I've signed up for juggernaut. I think our deliverability is better. Like I, and here's the things I have juggernaut books. I have juggernaut apparel. I go to their website all the time. Fucking love those guys. Yeah. Um, I need to get Chad Wesley Smith on the podcast. They're phenomenal, but they're way better at training the super total athlete. Um, Max Ada lived as an Olympic athlete for years and years of his life. And then now he's lived as a coach for decades, right? Same with Chad Wesley Smith, but with NFL players and powerlifters and track athletes, right? So, that's a niche. Now, for the person who wants to look better, build muscle, burn fat, maybe you're pretty advanced, maybe you're not advanced at all. Like, we have the best one, no doubt. And that's, like, to me, it's, like, how can we just keep making that better and, and get it well-known? Like, a milestone for me would be have a 1,000 people in there. Yeah. I would love for a 1,000 people to be in our membership using our programs and, and being able to see the leaderboard and the Facebook at that point, you yeah. know? Engaged. So I have a huge vision for the app just being the shit, um, for lack of better terms. Uh, I have a pretty big vision for the coaching company. I think that the, the coaching industry right now, there is, there's kind of like these different, like we're in a weird space. We're in a weird gap, I would say. Uh, because there's people who are massive companies, who I highly respect and learn from, um, that sell a cheaper product to the masses in gen pop world, yeah. right? And and I don't mean cheaper as in poor quality. I just mean that they literally cost less, Yes, right? 
Um, and usually there's a reason things cost less or more specificity, um, quality, knowledge, engagement, stuff like that, right? Automation. Some people don't need highly specific, like tailored programming, but that's what we do. But like two people I really, really look up to and I follow a lot, Mike Dola, Stronger You, and um, John Berardi, Precision Nutrition, which John Berardi sold Precision Nutrition, so he doesn't run anymore, but that's he's still good with the company, he still manages some of the things, at least, unless he recently stopped, but part of him selling the company, he had to sign an agreement for X years to help manage and lead the team to make sure that it went off on the right foot, because that's how much he cared about that company. Both of those companies fucking crush. Yeah. They're huge. Both of them are cheaper than what we do. Um, so that's, but, the, but my point with saying is that's a section of the industry. This, this massive company who sells to the masses for a cheaper price, more gen pop, like the everyday people, that's them, right? Then we have people who are like ultra highly specific, which are usually way smaller companies. Um, 3DMJ, for example, 3DMJ, I have learned more from than probably any one company in the entire space. So massive credit to, uh, Eric Holmes, Alberto Nunez, uh, Jeff Alberts, all those guys. Damn. I've learned a ton from them. I've done podcasts with almost all of them. I have done private consultations with them like when I was like 20, 21. Like very, very uh, helpful people, right? But they work with competitive bodybuilders almost restrictively. Yeah. So very, very specific. I have no idea what their prices are, so I can't really talk on that little. But it's a smaller company. They definitely work with less people than Precision Nutrition and Stronger You because both of those companies work with thousands and thousands of people per month. Like, they're on a whole nother level. Wow. But very gem pop, yep. right? These people are very high specific. We're kind of floating in the middle, mm-hmm. right? We we have a luxury service. It's not overpriced by any means, but we're, we put a lot of personality and personability and, and specificity into what we do. We typically work with the advanced gen pop person. We have probably about 10 competitors on our roster across the board, which is a fraction of the amount of people we work with. But still, we do work with some competitors. Um, we probably have 20 people who are actively pursuing photo shoots. So pretty close to stage com- competition, but not quite there yet. And then we have a huge percentage of people who are... Um, just trying to feel better, look better, be leaner, be more muscular. But this is where the differentiator is. They're just slightly above gen pop. They are everyday people. They don't compete. They don't have degrees and certificates in this stuff necessarily. But they're like really fucking into this stuff. They really want to know science. They're committed. They listen to this podcast and they love when I geek out and stuff like that. So when I look at what we do, and this is a very long-winded answer, but when I look at what we do in this big industry, there's not that many people around us, right? The people around us are usually like uh, Steve Johnson, who is a solo coach, very generic name. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was trying to make sure I said a name that doesn't actually a real person, probably is, but yeah. um, but they don't have a team. Yeah. They have a full roster. They're killing it. They, maybe they're great product. Maybe they work with the same type of people as us, but it's just them. Yep a solo coach um, there's not that many companies with teams doing what we do with the people we work with which is why number one in order to build a team you have to have a, a, a really good product and good systems like not to be braggadocious but like we know what the fuck we're doing and that's yeah. why we're growing so I think my vision is is dominating that realm right we have this realm over here that I learned from constantly because they're so fucking specific and they're extremely knowledgeable and then we have this this world over here that is more general, 
massive companies who I also learned a lot from on the business perspective. Um, and like from John Berardi, the psychological perspective, because they're so good at habit change and behavior change. But we live in this land in the middle, right? It's a slightly different niche, slightly different person. I want to dominate that world. So my vision, dominate the middle. my vision is probably, I mean, growing the team. So we will have more coaches, um, in, Ideally, having a coach in every continent, so we're really spread out. We're almost there. I think we need somebody in the Australian time zone, and then we need somebody in the uh, Asian time zone. So basically on those two sides, because we already have Europe, Canada, South America, America, uh, West Coast, Central, and East Coast. So we, we're almost there, but I want to be able to cover all continents, so we're basically in every time zone as a team. Um, and obviously, I, I mean, ideally we're working with three to four times as many people as we are right now. Yep. And I think the reason I say three to four times is because that's large and it's making a huge impact, but it's also controllable to where we can keep the quality and the standard of, of coaching at a very high threshold, right? Cause at a certain point you can't, unless you have 20, 30, 40 coaches underneath you. And at that point you start to lower price, lower specificity because you can't quality control at that yep. high. Um, I think between 10 to 20 coaches is where you can still maintain that super high quality in that personal relationship. Because as I work with less people individually, I can work with my coaches more individually. And that like 10 to 20 range probably sounds good, but I really want to dominate that market, man. I think, and I think we can, I think we will. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Um, So my vision with coaching is that is, is really mastering and understanding this market that we're in and dominating it. Taylor Trainer having a thousand plus people and being like the go-to app for people to get affordable training program design. Um, and, and my vision for this podcast is the last thing I'll finish with. My vision for this podcast, actually I have two more visions. Vision for this podcast is to be, I'll never say Joe Rogan level because I think, I mean, Joe Rogan's a goat. Like yeah. Is there anybody else on Joe Rogan? That's what I mean. Like, no, there's not. That's my point. Like, yeah. he's, he's he's just on another level. He's, he's the unicorn of podcasting. It's yeah. just fucking insane. Um, but like, I think of Mind Pump. I think of um, Lewis Howes. I think of uh, Tim Ferriss. Like, there's some very large podcasts that aren't quite Joe Rogan status, but they're way bigger than us. Yeah, and like that's where I have my eyes. So for this, I have a vision of. Um, buying that guy over here out or when he leaves jumping on that. So like, uh, making sure the business is growing enough to where we could afford to get a second location, which is really just on the other side of this wall. Yeah. Um, because I want to get a full studio, soundproof the shit out of it. Uh, and, and basically make the podcast like, and this has been the vision. We talked about this like a year or two ago. Like I want people to fly out to be on the show. You know what I mean? Like, and once COVID ends, hopefully we can say like, yeah, COVID kind of screwed it up for sure. Because we moved in here and then like within a few months, COVID hit. Yeah. But I, I think once we can do that and we can have that podcast and we can have the right sponsors and we can get the right guests, I think this could be this could be its own business. Yeah. You know, where this podcast is a business in a sense. And then um, the last vision I have is the charity. Like I want to, I mean, first goal is a million meals provided, which is a huge number. But like, I mean, you could look at it two ways. That's a million meals or a million children that we fed. Either way every meal goes in a different kid's mouth essentially. But, um, and how we're going to do that, there's a few different ways. We obviously, we do sure drive sometimes, um, as a, as a business, we donate a percentage of our profits to children's hunger fund, no matter what, and that'll continue. Um, but adding in that like roundup thing is really cool. So people signing up for coaching going forward, you can round up the price just $1. 
Um, and there's no obligation. You don't have to, but if you want to click round up a dollar, you add a dollar and that provides a, a, another four meals yeah. for kids, um, which is crazy. And I know Children's Hunger Fund gets crazy discounts on food. That's why they're able to create four meals out of a dollar. But um, that's such an empowering feeling. Like for you, sure. just one fucking dollar and you can feed four kids. That's crazy. But or, it, or one kid four times. Yeah. It's a way. day and a half Absolutely. or I mean, one day if you eat four meals a day like me, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure they're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Point being, yeah, um, so and they also provide vitamins and minerals and, and stuff like that because there's a lot of kids in these third world countries or in just poverty areas of America who go days without nutritious food, days without uh, electrolytes, and they're like things that re- will maybe not provide them calories, but like malnutrition occurs when they don't have these vitamins and minerals provide them life hundred percent and children's hunger fund does that yeah um so hitting that million meal mark would be such a cool fucking thing and i think once we do that it's like what can we do next maybe even at that point the ultimate goal i think like in five years like after working with children's hunger fund and and i've actually been able to talk to the president multiple times because they're really interactive with the people that donate to their company for sure but uh starting our own foundation would be like the ultimate vision, right? Like at, at a certain point, you you start to understand the charity and donation world and then going like, okay, like what would I do differently? And what would I support, yep. you know? And then just creating a foundation to do that. I think it would be super cool. Yeah. But God, that's sick. Yeah. That was a long-winded answer, but yeah, I think was. we have a lot of uh, things on our mind for yeah. this company. Sometimes it's it's hard to like, <laughs> conceptualize or it's it's almost hard to know what to do right now you know like every week it's like all right what what do I like every Sunday I'm like sitting here okay let me make my list of like things I want to get done this week you know every nine days we're setting goals things like that it's hard because you have we have so much on our minds so many potential routes to take and I think that's one of the hardest parts about being a CEO is like what is the right route to take right now yeah right and then what needs to go on the back burner and still remember because we will revisit this you know it's like it's tough yeah a lot of things to do yeah not enough time (laughs) all right cool um let's hit it with the next question we got from mckenna roma romangano romagano is the hype with with collagen worth it some people swear by it for hair and skin health but others say it's a waste of money have have read some research, but there is a lot of an- anecdotal, anecdotal, anecdotal evidence I have noticed. Um, vast majority is definitely anecdotal. Uh, anecdotal <laughs> for those listening who don't know who that means, what that means. Anecdotal or how to say it. is yeah. <laughs> um, anecdotal is uh, experience based. So okay, if I tell you that I take collagen and my joints feel better, you can't tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. But that's not evidence-based. It's just anecdotal, right? Um, So does that mean it's incorrect? No, because there is evidence that shows collagen does help tendons and ligaments because we have collagen in our body. That's what a lot of tendons and ligaments are made out of. Um, Hair, skin, nails, things like that are also made out of collagen to an extent. So there is research that, that would allow us to believe that this is probably beneficial. However, it's very similar to probiotics. Probiotics came out and there was like this thing that's going to fix your gut health. And then all of a sudden everything had probiotics, probiotic Mm. yogurt, probiotic milk, probiotic pills, probiotic kombucha, probiotic water. Like there's probiotic everything. (laughs) Like it's insane. 
And it's one of those marketing things where it's like, oh, this new thing came to the market. There's a little bit of research on it. Let's fucking sell the shit out of it. And the reason they do that is because research takes years to go through the process, be evaluated, be published, um, accepted for publication, and then sent out. And you know what I mean? So usually people will jump on it because if they do now, enough research might be out in five years that show you like, oh, it's actually not that beneficial. Five years is a long time to sell shit out of that product. For so sure. let's jump on it. Um, now, all that being said, probiotics aren't useless. Um, there's certain times, I give my daughter a probiotic every single day because she does have some gut issues that we have to work with and our doctor prescribed probiotics. Mm-hmm. I don't need probiotics because I don't have a gut issue. Yeah. You know, and I, I can take probiotics and I notice zero difference. doesn't mean they're useless. It just means that, and we had Dr. Gabrielle Fondaro on, on the podcast and she said the same thing. It, it, probiotics are helpful if you're a specific individual who needs a specific type of probiotic, but they're not useful when you take a probiotic that generally has a little bit of all the different bacterias and you're just a general person who doesn't really need it. You're just taking, because marketing was really good you yeah, know for sure um collagen is kind of the same way and in coming from somebody who is it the ring yeah um resume coming from somebody who literally drinks collagen Every single day. So this is not me talking shit on collagen because I literally buy a tub of Vital Proteins collagen on Amazon and I take it every single day. And Legion puts collagen inside of their joint supplement, which I take every single day um, for joint inflammation and joint pain and stuff like that. And not that I have joint pain, but to me, like I train so much, I want to avoid getting joint pain. So I I favor that. Um, But... Most people shit on collagen and say that it's useless because it doesn't help build muscle very much. Mm. Um, There's a lot of people who are so focused on strength, performance, muscle growth, which is great. And they say collagen sucks because collagen has a horrible amino acid profile for an anabolic response to build muscle or muscle protein synthesis. 100% true. Whey protein has a very good anabolic response or muscle protein synthetic response because of the amino acids and the leucine content within whey protein. Collagen doesn't have that. Um, So it's not the best thing for building muscle. And I also don't like people using collagen to hit their protein totals because if you love collagen and collagen shakes and you're drinking a whole bunch and that's 25% of your protein intake. Kind of masking it. You're masking it. You're not getting enough quality protein at that point because you're having too much low quality protein. Totally. However, your hair's going to grow really great. Your skin's going to be awesome and your nails will probably grow really long, which isn't the best thing. But, um, so I think it's, it's just one of those things where it's, it's, it's great depending on what you're after. Um, this is like glutamine. People thought glutamine was like, like glutamine was an amino acid. A lot of people supplemented with for a long time. Um, and then they found out it's actually better for gut health and <laughs> not muscle growth. Yeah. Unless you are somebody who is like a, a burn victim. So a burn victim will, can take glutamine um, and potentially collagen too and replenish and rebuild the tissues on the skin and in the muscle that were burnt to shit and muscle atrophy. That might help. Um, collagen should be reserved for anybody who is like me. The number one reason I, I like collagen is because it tastes good in my coffee. It's It's like a creamer, but it's not like full fat dairy. Totally. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a easier creamer to fit in your diet. Um, also I, uh, I have eczema, so I don't know if it helps my eczema, but if I can do something to help my skin, 
I'll do it. And yeah. if I like it in my coffee, that's a win-win. Um, I do notice my nails grow super fucking fast. I cut my nails a lot. Um, I don't know if that's collagen or just being healthy, but I do notice that my hair grows really fast. It's actually quite annoying because I have to get my hair cut at least every two weeks, which is a lot. Um, don't know if that's collagen or just being healthy, but that's anecdotal. Yeah, you know, it could be. Totally. Um, so I think like it's, it's one of those things. And you know, um, if, if you're somebody who your hair's thinning, um, collagen might help. Also, if your hair is thinning and you're getting older or something like, or you're generally healthy, collagen might help. If your hair is thinning and falling out, um, and you're 26, look into hormonal issues. A lot of times people have thyroid dysfunction, have their hairs falling out. And thyroid dysfunction is a very, very common issue. Yeah. So it could be that. Um, and again, for joint health, it, it might help. There's some good research that shows it might help with that. Um, so there's no definitive answer. I can't really say yes or no, but yeah, that's kind of like my thoughts as a whole. For sure. All right. Um, let's do one more here. Yep. Uh, we got one from Tiffany Orlowski. Do you think the whooshes happen in a bulk just like they do in a cut? For example, you'll be gaining 0.2 pounds a week on 1,900 calories, and the following week you gain 0.7 pounds on your weekly average, and it never goes back down. Then the week after you gain 0.2 pounds again as predicted, what do you think is going on? Is it delayed muscle and fat gain? I had to read it a couple times, and I thought about it, and I was like, oh, I've talked about the whoosh effect on the podcast many times. Ah. And the whoosh effect, a lot of coaches know of this, and it's like essentially like I got it from the bodybuilding world. Yeah. Like I learned a lot of what I've what I know today of how I help the everyday person lose fat from bodybuilding. And in that coaching world, what we talk about with this whoosh effect is like I put you in a deficit on a diet, right? Week one goes by, nothing happens. Weeks two goes by, nothing happens. I still don't adjust because I just have a feeling that something's gonna happen. Mm. Week three, all of a sudden you drop three pounds. And it's like whoosh. Yeah. Right. That's what we call the whoosh effect. It's like kind of like your body's holding out. Um could be many things, could be completely unexplained, and we have no idea why your body holds on to this. Maybe it just, again, going back to that homeostasis idea, it just wants to hold on to its set point, and then it finally lets go, and then you drop three pounds fat, or it could be, you know, going into a deficit created stress, stress increased cortisol, cortisol retains water, so you are losing weight, but it's just masked by cortisol, then maybe you take a refeed, or your body, like, you get more sleep, or you do something that reduces stress, and whoosh, the water falls out, and you see that you've lost three pounds. Totally. Who knows? Um, but do I think the whoosh effect happens in the reverse when you're gaining? Yes, I do. Sometimes. Um, everybody's individual. I take people through diets and a whoosh effect never happens. It's just there's certain people who have like very, very predictable progress and metabolisms. Like I can think of a guy right now, um, Matt. Shout out to Matt if you're listening to this. Uh, I've, I mean, Matt's a very generic name, but um, I won't share your full name, but you might know who I'm talking about based on the situation, but we put him into a small deficit. Like, I mean, 5 to 10%. Tiny, slow, steady deficit where I was like, I'm, I'm definitely going to adjust this in the next like two to four weeks because it's such a small adjustment. I didn't touch his diet for like 14 weeks. We Damn. made a little little drop and one like a half to a full pound every week. Wow. Just lost. I mean, 14 weeks later, he was like 15 pounds lighter. And it's like, dope. Uh, let's make a little tiny adjustment. He ended up losing like 30 pounds with me. We made like two adjustments. The whole fucking eight months or whatever it was. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. That doesn't happen with everybody. No. Very, very predictable metabolism. Very, very easygoing person to work with. Um, very ideal client. He's super happy every week. And it's just like, don't got to do much. Easy to adhere to. But 
Um, that's the, an example of just a very, very predictable diet, right. And, and predictable metabolism. Whereas some people, it, it is this whoosh effect or like we make an adjustment, they lose like two pounds, one pound, half a pound, nothing, 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 make an adjustment, drop two pounds, then one pound, then nothing, nothing. So it's like they adapt pretty quick. They, they see progress and then they adapt and then you have to tweak other people. You make an adjustment and nothing happens and they don't lose a lot of weight at first. And then all of a sudden this whoosh effect happens and they do lose weight. So there's just so many different people, but it happens in the reverse as well. I've had people who are trying to gain muscle mass and weight and we make an adjustment and they gain like half a pound a week just consistently, right? Or like a pound, nothing, half a pound, one pound, nothing, nothing. But by the end of the month, it's almost always two pounds a month or whatever, right? And it's like you look back six months later and it's very steady. For sure. Um, some people are not that way. I'm not that way. I always have a big jump right out the gates and then it slows down. So like when we did the cut, I was dropping one, one and a half pound week after week after week. And then after about like six weeks, it was like a quarter to a half a pound a week until mm. I got to where I am now. Quarter of a pound is barely even noticeable. Like if you don't have a scale that goes like quarter pounds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you see that, yeah. you're not going to notice. And unless you take your weekly average, you're still not going to notice because you see the fluctuations, you know, yeah. um, which is why it's important to track weight every day and then take your, your weekly average. But, um, and then when I gained Last year, same exact thing happened. I gained a pound a week for like seven weeks. Like I gained seven pounds quick, dude. Like between seven to 10 uh, weeks. But in less than three months to gain seven pounds as an advanced lifter is like really crazy. But then I spent six or seven months gaining like a half a pound a month. <laughs> like Lord. just fucking slow. Some months a pound, yeah. but like very slow. So whoosh um, effect, right? Yeah. Huge jump up. And I and it wasn't like, oh, shit, I overshot my calories. I got fat because I was lean. Like I didn't gain that much weight. Um, well, seven pounds. Sorry. I didn't gain that much fat. Okay. Like it was clearly muscle. Okay. Like I'm the first person that will admit like, and that's hard as a natural person. Like you, you add, if you add bad weight, if I overshot my calories, I'd be the first person to be like, nope, like I got fat. Yeah. Let me pull my calories back, right? But I was like, no, this is fucking solid. I was kind of amazed by how it was happening. Um, and then it went so slow. I was like, okay, this makes sense. So there's definitely times where the whoosh effect happens. Um, usually it doesn't seesaw like she's saying. Like it's it's big jump up, small, 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 big jump up, small, small. But it can happen. I mean, there's no explanation for it. And I even, I mean, like I worked with Eric Trexler, who has a PhD. All he does is research specifically metabolism like that's his main thing supplements muscle building fat loss um, we have brandon roberts on our team which only studies that kind of stuff alongside a lot of performance-based stuff um and they they would agree with the same thing there's no there's no reason we can prove this yeah we have no idea why but it definitely happens for sure right and, and he coached me through that so he he saw it firsthand and he was just like yeah just we can't say that's fat you look great so let's just keep going you know what i mean and that's I crazy think, i think uh it's unexplainable, but like my theory, and this is what I'll end with, is is again, we're going to revisit that whole homeostasis thing. I always kind of have this thought in my head that our body wants, doesn't want change, right? Like people are always like, why is it so hard to lose weight? Why is it so hard to build muscle? Because your body doesn't want to change. Your body's comfortable where it's at. It's used to being where it's at. Everything in your life, all your systems in your body, all your organs, your processes, your hormonal balances, all that kind of stuff is used to where it's at right now. Yeah. It's running functionally. If you add a bunch of muscle, you lose a bunch of fat, you change your caloric intake, you change your sleeping patterns, you change your training stress, 
these are changes to the body that your body now has to go, oh shit, I got to think about this other thing and adapt all these systems and all these processes according to what he's trying to do, right? So your body doesn't want you to get shredded. Yeah. Our mind wants us to get shredded, right? We want to see a shredded body in the mirror. Yeah, make your body get shredded. Exactly. So my whole theory has always been like some people's bodies fight for homeostasis a little bit harder. And when we see these big whooshes back and forth, it's like your body's holding out, holding out, holding out. All right, fuck it. I gave in. You see this big jump up or down, and then it's like trying to hold on, hold on, hold on, and then you see this adaptation. So um, there's no science behind it, but yes, it does happen. The best thing you can do is is look in the mirror and look at your biofeedback because, like I said, it's hard when you have these big whooshes to think like, well, let me wait six months and then take my average weight trend and see if I'm in the right place because you might get six months and go, ah, shit, it was a bunch of fat. Yeah. Now I'm just fat and I gained weight too quickly. Um, but if you can, if you see the weight climbing up quickly some weeks and, and some not, just look in the mirror. If you're not getting fat, like if you like the way you look, if you can tell it's building muscle and you can see your performance is improving and you don't feel lethargic or um, if you're not getting no pumps in the gym, stuff like that, um, you're golden. Yeah. Keep going. But if you notice like your sleep <clears throat> sucks, you're lethargic, you feel bloated and gross, you don't like the way you look, you probably overshot it and you're going too fast. Yeah. That's the easiest way to explain it. I agree. All right. Uh, cool, guys. That's the last question for today. Um we got a lot in there. Uh, last thing, Taylor Trainer. TaylorTrainer.net. Yep. Check it out. Go to TaylorTrainer.net yep. <laughs> and, and visit that. You can get the seven-day free trial. It ends on Sunday. This is the dopest thing that we've came out with in a long time. I'm super excited. Um, also, there's no contract or commitment. So if you jump in, you do the seven-day free trial, you try for a month, it's not for you. You can get out. There is no fee. There's nothing. It's just a month-to-month yep. thing. Um, however... I have nothing but great things. If you're on my newsletter, you've seen the newsletters I've been posting. I have a, this big list of testimonials from people just saying amazing things about our programming. I program design for seven people in the WWE. Sorry, five people in the WWE, two in the AEW. Our training is really good. There's a lot of, of evidence-based principles, and there is a lot of experience. Ten years of training people one-on-one -on -one going into what we do in there. So I really think you're going to like it, and I think there's a program for you. Um, so at the least, go check it out, yep. TaylorTrainer.net. And uh, if you aren't l watching this on YouTube and you're listening to it on iTunes, yes. go check it out on YouTube. we got two different channels. We have the Taylor Life Podcast and we have the Taylor Life Podcast Clips. If you don't want to watch the whole episode, um, check out the clips. Got uh, you know the best questions on there. Uh, once a Cody's explan explanations are very thorough. And, uh, yeah, go check out both of those channels. That's a must for anybody who, who's a coach or who's into training and nutrition. Like, yeah. we literally handpick the best pieces of content from each episode and yeah. just put them in a little clip. Like, I think I said this last Break time. There's so many podcasts I wish did that. Yeah. Because Ditto. I'm the type that is like, I want to know about this topic while it's on my mind and I'll search it. I wish I could just find that. So, um, like you said, go subscribe. We'll link those in the show notes. Um, and yeah, until next time.